What do you think, Donnie Jr.? I love it. You know? Oh, Oh, man. fucking family. Yeah. So I'm Ernesto Mancibo. I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And this is Robots Robots vs. Taxes Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode. So we have a few things we want to, you know, start talking about. Sweetly. Yeah. It's, uh... It's been an interesting kind of like uh, just a, a we like past week, right? Mm. Um, mm. A few days ago, Ernesto, uh, my co-host, uh, sent me a, a picture, actually an article, depicting Sammy Sosa mm-hmm. and his his um, how shall I put this? His desire to look like an extra off the cast of The Walking Dead. Uh, I mean, he looks, he looks horrendous. I don't even know what to call. Like, he looks like somebody murdered Sammy Sosa, and now they have a team of cats like <laughs> working his body from the inside. He looks, it's it's really weird. It's really weird. It's, it's terrible. He looks like Michael Jackson in a thriller video. Except he's not wearing any, you know, special effects makeup by Nick, Greg Nicotero. Not even Michael Jackson in the Thriller video was way blacker than than <laughs> what Sammy Sosa is. Sammy Sosa can't even. He's so he's so like non melanated now. I can't even say that he looks white. Like he he looks. You you know when you look at when you watch those sci fi movies about the future and they're. For some reason, like cloning is commonplace, but there's always an accident and like some clones are hatched early. Oh, That's what he looks like. He, he looks like fuck. like he's just not done, except in reverse in a weird way. Like and like that venture, the Venture Brothers episode. Yes. Like, oh, oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Like, like you should like if you touch him, he's still slightly he's jelly. Still gooey. Yeah. 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 But um, when people have asked him, because uh, this skin lightening thing has been happening for a while, they're just like, you know, <laughs> what's going on with you, Sammy? He's just like, oh, you know, I'm using some cream to make. <laughs> In case you guys don't know, Sammy Sosa is Dominican. Yes. Um, like myself. So this is all in the family. Um, so Sammy Sosa is just like, because uh, this skin lightening thing's been going on for a while. He's just like, I've been juicing some cream. To make my skin soft, but uh, it's also making it lighter. I didn't know that it would do that, <laughs> but you know, it's making my skin soft too. So I just, I just. Oh, it's really is that what he's saying? I just yes, that's what he's saying. It's like I just wanted to make my skin soft, but now it's making it lighter. So I, I'm just like, hey, whatever, you know. So that's. Uh, How much pain do you think he's in? <laughs> you you told me a joke that I was it, it made me feel both really sorry for him, but at the same time I couldn't. It was this weird like like sad. All I could describe it as like sad laughter because you told me Sammy Sosa looks like he could sneeze and his all his skin would just fly off him. That's ex- that's exactly what it looks. It doesn't even look like it doesn't even look like the skin is is healthy. It, he looks like if he starts bleeding now, he's just gonna always bleed. Like Ooh. he's he, um, yeah. Like no offense to hemophiliacs, but like he he does not look 
good, you know, and no. he must, he does he, he can't have any friends. He can't, everybody around him must be saying like, yeah, Sammy, you look good, whatever, you know, it's like, um, um, inflamed pink is a good look on you, you know, <sighs> it's, it's so sad. And it, and it, and it speaks to the, the, the colorism and the internalized racism that exists in Latino culture. Not just in Latino culture, like because I've I've actually seen, sorry I, I feel like I'm jumping in here, but like I I uh, I've actually seen um, I forget where it was I think it was like either a 2020 like an old 2020 mm-hmm. like uh, segment where they talked about um, bleaching skin in Africa. Oh yeah. Um, so it happens just in like in like. Um, uh, like African culture, Latin American culture, just everywhere. Indian, like Indian, Indian culture. Indian, yes, yeah. yes, Indian culture. Yeah, a, even Indian culture. It's a huge industry over there. They even they even have t- TV commercials. It's just like want to look more handsome, bleach your skin. You yeah, know? it's like it's it's really um, it's a really horrific thing. And uh, but just like to focus in on Latino culture, it's like that internalized uh, racism that arose from uh, colonialism. Uh, is is a vicious cycle because in in Latino culture, uh, you look at the media and the ones who tend to be at the forefront, at the heads of like the news or soap operas or you know any other. I I don't want to make it seem like that's all we have, like just news and soap operas. We have soccer too, but um, we it's uh, but you know the ones that are presented that are the face of Latino culture are usually very light skinned, um, blonde. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. and the thing is about Latino culture, we, we have the full spectrum, you know, because there was a um, there was a lot of rape when uh, Europe invaded the Americas, um, you know, English, Spanish, um, you know, taking advantage of all the uh, of, of the brown people as well as the indigenous people here. And you have a lot of different mixes from the very white European looking all the way across the spectrum to like dark skin African features yes, uh, looking, absolutely. you know, that whole spectrum. And so, but it's still one culture, one history, and the internalization of that racism has caused vicious um, conflicts uh, within the culture across the entire Latino uh, community. Um, and it's really quite unfortunate. And we see it manifesting, one of the manifestations in what Sammy Sosa is doing. And it's so... It's so unfortunate. And personally to me, like, I, I find it so insulting. Like, dude, this is your skin. This I know, right? It's like, it's like, it's a part of you. Why are you ashamed? Like, it's this whole, like, self-hate. That's why I feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it's this whole self-hatred of like, dude, just be who you are. I mean, yeah. like, like, uh, like, I'm uh, like, you're a, you're an athlete. You've accomplished so much. You really you should, should be proud, and you know, and I, and it's this self hatred that I feel like doesn't it doesn't allow him to live his fullest life. It's and so true. Now it's I think it's killing him, you know. And I feel I, honestly, I feel bad for him. I wanted to make one more joke, but my, now I'm just like, do it. Uh, no, do I, it. I, I, it totally escapes me. Do now. it. No. <laughs> It, I totally forgot what it was. No, you didn't. Um, <laughs> I can see the evil in your eyes. No. Say the joke. 
I was going to say that maybe he's like, you know, auditioning for Emperor Palpatine in the next uh, Star Wars. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. I think even Palpatine would look at him and say, oh, my God. (laughs) What happened to you? What's your excuse? I had force lightning reflected onto my face. What did you do? I used some cream on my face (laughs) to make it soft. And then it just started lying. I think you're full of shit. Palpatine's woke. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a shock? It's just like, I want to rule the galaxy and crush the rebellion. But I'm also for equality. I'm also a feminist, intersectional feminist. Something that could be very well. Oh, I think it'd be very operational. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Wow. Woke Palpatine. Woke Palpatine. Hashtag Woke Palpatine. Make it happen, people. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, it's just fucked up. Like I like, like especially in the era that we are that we're in is like I feel like there is a renewed sense of like black is beautiful, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like it, it, it's definitely a point of like uh, the people are starting to galvanize together and. Uh, we're starting to see more like, you know, black love just like uh, thrown all over the place. Like, especially in the media, it's just like, you know, um, unapologetic, unapologetically. Sorry. We're starting to see like, you know, a rise in like unapologetic, uh, like black beauty, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it, that it's, that it's about time and it's wonderful. And I think that, you know, to see, People still suffering under the boot of, you know, light skin crack is Mm -hmm. awful, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. I mean, we got we have to lift up and um, celebrate uh, black beauty, especially since it hasn't been uh, featured enough in our culture. For example, um, this model that we were talking about, um, I believe Pablo is more familiar with uh, her name. Uh, Kudia Diop. Diop? Yeah. I hope I'm not butchering her name. Uh, please forgive us. So yes. We actually went online and, and tried to look up the proper pronunciation. Right. But uh, you can't mistake uh, seeing her face. She is this deeply melanated, beautiful black goddess. Like, yeah. it, there's no other way to uh, to say it. It's And when she smiles. Yeah. Ooh. It's just like, it. like I said, it brings joy. It, it does bring joy. Joy. It's just um, so she's so absolutely striking, and it's just like this is this is what we need to see. This is what we need to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, because I, I feel like, and and uh, just in reading like um, you know articles about her career, it's like you know people uh, in you know because she's Senegalese, so people in her home country were making fun of her and like also telling her that she should bleach her skin mm. and she didn't she fucking rebelled mm-hmm. which i think is fucking dope you know yeah absolutely um, and that it's also like it makes her st- like stand out above the rest and being like yes i am black and this is how i look mm-hmm. and this is how it should be and that's you know that's a very powerful beautiful statement and i think that's the era that like that's the kind of mentality that we should like be pushing for instead of like you know living under 
you know, Sammy Sosa's unfortunate uh, decision to, you know, hate himself and decide to bleach his skin to the point where he looks like he's dying, you know? I told you, Pablo, I not bleaching my skin. I put cream on my skin to make it soft, <laughs> and it just happened to get lighter. What's your problem, eh? I play baseball. My skin is a hong rang. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Then they put a bat in his hand. He takes a swing at a ball, and his arms fly off. Oh, he looks like he's just been swimming in leprosy. I gotta yeah. say, I'm oh, sorry. Just, he looks. He looks. He he looks wrong. Is, is what he looks like. He <laughs> just. just I, like I see him and I feel pain. Yeah. Like the pain feel like, uh, like it just hurts me to look at him. You know, he's yeah, it's some sort of deep irony is gonna happen. Like he's <laughs> he's gonna get caught out in the sun, and the sun's gonna be like, hey, hey, you. I'm talking to you. I remember you. Uh, you used to have melanin, didn't you? Yeah. It's like Jess Song. So what? Uh, do you know who I am? <laughs> you had natural protection against me. Give me your wallet. And then that's, you know, that's... that's, that's <laughs> the sun <laughs> robs Sammy Sosa? The, the sun is going to rob Sammy Sosa. I think he's going to jack him for his shit. Shit, That's man. what's going to happen. If he had melanin, he wouldn't have that problem. But yeah, you heard it here first, folks. I don't, I don't know. I see that. And I just feel... I feel bad for the guy. I feel bad for anybody that, that feels that they have to live up to this light skin kind of uh like this this it's almost like it's on a pedestal mm, mm. and they have to reach for it you know it's like no you don't have to just be who you are it's beautiful you know don't i don't feel sorry for him it's really? like it's, no it's like dude it's like dude you you are a grown-ass man you've got a lot of money like you at some point sit down and think or read or something, you know, get get some of your history into your mind and realize that you had you had a gift. And I'm not talking about your baseball talent. I'm talking about your skin. That is a gift. That is a blessing. And for you to just uh, distort it like that, that's, you know, you, you're going to reap some bad karma off of that, man. And it's really, really insulting because there are little Dominican boys and girls who who have looked oh. up who have idolized you and now you have planted this disgusting seed into their mind that in order to be accepted or to move up in the world that they have to be whiter and yeah, I, didn't I mean think, i forgot about that. like, like we, I, I didn't think about that like we don't have enough bullshit on the island on, on back in dominican republic with the way that we are treating our Haitian brothers and sisters who are Dominican born, yeah. Dominican raised, paid into paid into the tax system over there, living their lives. And because of some bullshit racism, so many of them have recently lost their citizenship. It's it's fucking horrendous. Yeah. And we should be ashamed of ourselves because of that shit. And for you to contribute to that shit with your light skin bullshit, like it, 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 you should you should be ashamed of yourself. I, you really should. Uh, sometimes I read stories about um, uh, uh, black women that are forced to like either cut their hair or they're fired for having yeah. certain hairstyles. And yeah, shit they like have that. to like relax their hair as opposed to expressing it, letting their hair express 
in its natural form, which corporate culture deems uh, not professional yeah. or or even they've gone as far as saying unkempt or oh, something no. like that. And it's just like, what? That the even f- happens in the military. Like, oh. remember that was that story about like that that lady that was like, you know, she was in the she was in the army and then, you know, she was rocking cornrows. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like. Dude, if it's if there's like a military cut, like cornrows are it. You know? Yeah, seriously. Um, and they, I think they kicked her out of the the fucking military for for just for having cornrows. I'm just like, ugh. I'm fucking believable. And then you know, and then you get the opposite effect where like blackness is fetishized mm-hmm. uh, by like uh, assholes like uh, Kylie Jenner. And her her Kardashian brethren, uh, her you, ilk. You talking about like the T-shirt stuff, or oh, I forgot about the T-shirt stuff. Or or, or have they actually like adopted hairstyles and stuff like that? No, I mean like back in like uh, there was a a while back. I read a story because you know, um, they're such a attention like attention seekers that. You know, it's like <laughs> nice oh, save, by the yeah, way. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I read, like, I'm totally like pro sex worker. Um, uh, so I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna start using it as a slur anymore. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> sex workers have more dignity. Anyway. Um, Ooh. So, uh, so yeah, there was a story a while back where Kylie Jenner had her hair in cornrows, and then like people, you know, uh, either the you know basically the internet was up in arms, and they told her to cut that shit out, so she stopped wearing it, and then a few months later passed by, and then she had him again, and you know it's like, fuck you, fuck you, dude. Um, like you gotta you gotta be a little more aware and speak out on the issues if you're gonna go ahead and um, appropriate another culture style, especially especially for the fact that you are you racialize as white in this country, and when you take on these traits, you're not going to receive the same amount of uh, ridicule or um, limitation as members of the original group who. Um, who came up with that style? So you have to speak out against that. If you, if you are white and you want to participate and be a part of um, other cultures, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, cultural exchange is is part of human nature. However, you also have to realize the context and the society in which you do it in, and then speak out to dismantle the inequity that exists between the cultures. And causes so much trouble for one, while at the same time giving none of it to the other, and even even being heralded as innovators or trendy yeah. for taking a style that has already existed. You know, it's it's it's, fetish, it's fetishization. Sorry, I can't. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's like Fetis- fetishization. You know, fucking syllables today. Yeah. I don't know what it, it's. This hot weather. Yeah, uh, makes it difficult to it's pronounce. It's humidity. Ugh, it's, it's humid. Uh. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's uh, you gotta be you gotta be sensitive about that, especially you know, especially if you are racialized as white in this country, and you're picking up styles from people of color, as well as you know, um, we as men, we have to be. 
uh, we have to be aware of some of the things that we take for granted. Um, you know, when we walk into a workplace or when we're walking down the street, you know, there are certain things that we just never have to think about. And um, because women have to deal with this sort of shit every day, whether it's getting hit on or getting um, or being found, uh, they find themselves in situations where they they fear for their safety. Yeah. Or, or just common decency about like being paid the same or getting the same promotions um, in the workplace. It's like as men, we have to speak. We have to first be aware of, of the environment and what's going on, and then speak out against uh, the patriarchy because it does. It serves. It serves nobody to hold women down. Um, it's a reflection on all of us. Uh, be honest. It's mostly a reflection on us men for. Um, allowing this to happen even though women tell us their truth every single day um, I don't want to get like sidetracked too much here but there was a, a video I saw on Facebook um, there was a protest in Argentina okay and uh, these women uh, gathered in front of the city hall out, uh, out of outside of one of the major cities over there and um, they disrobed so they were all completely nude okay and they were just standing there in silence for a while and then they started screaming in like the deepest anger that you can imagine. It was almost, there was almost something um, ancient about it, ancient and tribal. Like I'd like it almost got me a little scared. Like yeah. if, like if you were, st if you were standing in the middle of a forest and you heard the sound, like you'd think to yourself, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Cause it, it, it sounded like a, uh, like a force of nature, like a force of nature coming at you. And, um, so I thought that it definitely got my attention. I looked deeper into the issue. They were protesting um, the, the laws or maybe the lack of or the lack of enforcement of these laws of domestic violence and just violence against women uh, in general in Argentina. Um, and I thought this, this was incredibly brave of them. Um, but the thing that highlighted the inequity even more, though, is that when you look at the comments section, first of all, when you look at the comment section of anything that is of value on oh the internet, God, it no. is probably the most uh, depraved, lowest bottom feeding examples of humanity that you can find, um, at least in readable form. And you just saw like a bunch of men uh, saying like, oh, you know, I don't want to see that. Those women aren't even in shape or they don't even like shave their bushes or you know, what's the point of them doing this? Da, 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 or like, or if I was there, I'd be jerking off instead of blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, you see, this is this is why they do this. Yeah. Because no matter what they do, whether they try to live their lives, um, you know, going about their day-to-day -day business fully clothed, you know, at work, in the street or whatever, they get the same treatment. They get the same language. Then they stand completely nude, exposing their bodies, exposing their uh, their frailty, you know, it's like I, I am a woman. I am here. I'm here naked in front of you. There's an issue going on and we need attention on this. We need to speak on it. And they get the same treatment. They get the same vocabulary thrown at them. And it's like I, I was arguing with people in this particular thread. I was just like, you see, this is what they're talking about. This is why they're protesting because you don't see that they're getting the same shit no matter which way they turn. You know, the fact that you don't get it is exactly the problem. Somebody should really hand out flamethrowers to these women and have them find uh, these anonymous commenters mm. 
and just you know all these these keyboard warriors yeah, yeah. these dead men because you know dead men can't can't call oh, <laughs> oh hello um damn you're going straight up into a revolution there you're trying to you're channeling some like france fanon there or hell or yeah man simon bolivar um <laughs> so um so yeah uh th- that's in uh, in opposite land um <laughs> aka uh el salvador and i you know it, it sucks to say this because i i love my homeland um i know i'm probably considered like an hermano lejano but uh i i love my homeland but my homeland uh is fraught with it's just frustrating to think about because uh in el salvador right now um a woman is being condemned to uh 20 years in prison uh because she had an she had a miscarriage oh man because uh abortion in el salvador is um is illegal in in all of el salvador in all of el salvador oh my god um I mean, it, it's basically the extreme of what's happening here, right? Mm, mm-hmm. um, the government is attempting to um, use religion as a shield, while it's use while it spreads its tentacles of corruption uh, and religious uh, oppression on its people. God damn! And it's not really; it's very brutal on our women because. Um, our women are being condemned to jail uh, because, or they're seeking out, you know, back uh, back alley um, abortions because. Oh my god! Which lead to disastrous consequences. Um, but you know, I, I I like it's just hurtful to see that kind of like that kind of mentality purveying or like just keeping it keeping on course with uh with salvi culture because uh, we deserve better um mm. and uh our women deserve better and uh you know it, it's just it's just hard to think about like i just was like while you while you were like you know it's kind of hopeful that these argentinian women are marching out mm-hmm. in protests on the opposite side of the spectrum as like you know, evil evil continues its march. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, let's uh, switch. <laughs> let's kind of switch gears a little bit. Mm. Like, has something happened to you lately, or in the past, like where uh, where you were just like, "Wow, this is fucking racist." Well, I would say lately is uh, I had an experience with a. Uh, an individual who I've known for the past 18 years and that I've worked with for the past 10 years uh, in, an, in a certain environment, um, in an artistic environment. Right. And I was trying to explain to him the commentary of somebody in the group, a new member, who said things that were very racist. Now, uh, keep in mind that this is not the racism of the 60s and 70s where it's a racial epithet or a burning cross or a white hood. Uh, racism has, even though that racism still exists, racism has evolved uh, in many different ways. There are lots of different microaggressions, much different language now um, that those of us who are marginalized 
um, we know because we're there on the ground level. And then when we try to tell white people, this the person who I am referencing uh, in this particular story, uh, sometimes they're not quite up to date on the lingo or the tactics. Um, so essentially it came down to a, a decision of is this it's it's either this person who's going to leave the group or I am, and uh, I guess the main point of the the racism for this particular instance is that um, as a person of color, um, I am part of the source. I'm part of the narrative that informs the rest of the world, especially uh, the white world, since we're living in America, about what is going on. And then hitting uh, a term that I've really come to love that Pablo uh, used with me, when you hit the bedrock of whiteness and it's practically uh, impenetrable, it barely chips because they are so stubborn and not willing to listen to and submit and be accountable um, to people of color and their narrative, uh, you reach an impasse. And uh, the ultimate result of this particular instance is that I am no longer with this particular group. Um, and the friendship that I had with this individual, who I would consider a friend as well as a mentor, um, is probably over at this point. Um, because uh, as good as this person is, and I want to stress that, you know, um, the people that you know, you may have genuine affection toward them. They may be incredibly charming. They may be this, that, and the other. Not devoid of good qualities, but when you when you get up to the point where it's it's between the friendship and your humanity, your basic right to be treated as anybody else with the same respect uh, that is due to you therein. Uh, humanity for me is paramount every time. Because uh, I just can't continue on like, oh, you know, we get along, we're friendly, but if I'm not treated um, as a human being as everybody else, then all of this is just, it's, a, it's just a facade. So that's my recent experience. Right. Uh, have you had a recent one? Uh, not a recent one, but like, it's just like all this, like the talk that we've just had, like kind of like, especially in terms of like Sammy Sosa mm -hmm. uh, or Sosa. Um, <laughs> uh it just reminded me of a story, not a story, just something that happened to me uh, when I was um, I was dating a um, a Dominican girl. I, I was I was with her for about almost two years, um, and it started getting a little like emotionally abusive towards the end. But then uh, I, there were. There were a few st there were a few straws that broke the camel's back, um, but one that stuck out like a sore thumb was um, we were taught like uh, she was talking about my f like she loved my features my features she loved my features I had such dark features right um, I was like I get these looks from my Salvi culture, and she was like really because you don't really look Salvi and I'm just like. What does that what does that mean what do you mean and she's like well that, that's always good all right <laughs> yeah and she's like i don't know you don't look how like 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 savvy people like they look like like you know mexican looking oh and i'm like uh, define 
like because I, I know Mexican people look uh, they're all different from each other. But what exactly do you mean? She's like, I don't know, Mexican looking. You know, short, oh. um, kind of like little little Indians was the words that were was the words that she, she used. She said that. Yeah, and I was like, uh huh. Can I ask you, was she a light skinned or dark skinned Dominican? She looked, uh, she she was of your complexion, so she was dark skinned. Okay. Like uh, thinking about it now, like her, like the way she looks, like she had like you know. La, uh, Afro Latin features, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I loved, but for some reason she didn't like to think about. Like when I would describe her that way, she hated that. Uh, maybe, uh, she, maybe she was looking for a certain cream. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so um, thankfully, she moved away to whatever state she had to go f- to for. To finish her degree, I think it's called Carajo Land. Yeah, Carajo Land. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the, I sent her the pink slip to Carajo Land <laughs> for her permanent stay. Um, nice. But yeah, she was a garbage person. Um, so that was uh, that's my tale of racism, which is odd considering where it came from. You know, it's it's difficult when you're like in a relationship and you face that shit. Yeah, cause it's because you're. It's like you're in the middle of a war and it's it's all just havoc, you yeah, know. And no. you're just like, you know, which way's up and blah blah blah. I'm just trying to keep my head above yeah. water. Here's a Valentine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's love, folks. Yeah. That's la- that's Latino love. <laughs> it's the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> it's passion. Passion. Uh, oh my god. You're listening to Robots, Robots versus Taxes, Los Mas Chingones de Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So oh, well. Let's head into um, let's let's head into a different uh, kind of feel right now. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's uh, there's go into a different uh, war between good and evil yeah. or uh, Jaegers versus monsters. That's right. That's right. So today whew, they dropped a teaser for uh, Pacific Rim tomb, which is called uh, Pacific Rim uprising. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, they, they don't really show anything of the plot. Um, it's just, it looks like an advertisement to like, I don't know, join the Jaeger Corps or something like that. But it, it's enough to get you like riled up and right at the end, well, um, in like the second half of the teaser trailer, you start to see different models of Jaegers, uh, which look fucking awesome. I hope they're in the movie. Right, right, right. Especially the one with the like the two swords. I was just like, oh, oh man. Man. They need to they need to make like a uh, a Zatoichi Jaeger. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> We have no sensors. What can we do? <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> All we have is audio. <laughs> uh, rough. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I just I just had to. But uh, anyway. You meant because it's fast, right? Yes, exactly. Because right, it's fast. <laughs> so, and then at the end of the trailer, we see John Boyega. Um, speaking to the camera, he's just like you know, join the Jaeger Corps or something like something like that, you know. He's British. He's British, yes. 
And um, yeah, we're just completely hyped and we can't wait to see this fucking film. Man. Dude, John Boyega, he's one of my like he's one of my favorite favorite actors. Mm. Um favorite new actors because he's like um I don't know, he just looks like he enjoys his job so fucking much. Oh, yes. Like have you seen his reaction to this uh, his own reaction to the Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer? Yes. <laughs> like I'm like that dude is awesome. <laughs> he he was oh my if if you guys haven't seen this YouTube bit, he's in like He's in a suite somewhere with his friends, like his yeah, boys. Yeah, you can tell like they're boys. like his yeah, boys they're or whatever. Boys, yeah. And they're all just watching the trailer. And most of them are just freaking the fuck out. Yeah. They're like, it's fucking Star Wars and he's in it. And, you know, there are a few shots where he's, you know, running and um, like uh, looking at um, uh, Poe Dameron. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all of them are freaking out. They're like, yo, this looks so dope. And he's for the most part, like pretty composed on the couch. He's like, yeah, yeah, this is good. This is good. And then toward the end of the trailer where he's in the forest, it's nighttime and it's snowing and he ignites the lightsaber. Even he loses it. He literally like flips over the back of the couch. He's like, yeah, <laughs> like, Spider-Man flip. Over he the exactly. It's like, and that's the proper response yeah. for something like that. <laughs> God help us. Yeah. It, Pablo, if you or I are ever in one of those fucking films and we have a moment like that, oh, definitely. we may die looking yeah, at the trailer. I would fucking shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> so unheroic. Um, just no more Raleigh Beckett because uh, that dude was bland. Like, look, he was you know. the iron fist of that movie. Oh, Danny Bland. Oh, <laughs> you know, he served a purpose. He was, you know, I'm the white guy. Yeah. Who, who pilots the robot and... You know, um, his horrible American accent. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, I don't even know what accent I was trying to do yeah, there, but he's, he's that That's forgettable. That's exactly how he sounded. He's just like so generic. He's just like, yeah, you know, at some point I'm going to take off my shit. You know, <laughs> I'm sound American and Australian at the same time. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not sorry that he's not going to be in this film. He served his purpose, though. I got to I got to give some credit to the. To to the people of uh, Pacific Rim 1, it's like they made it look like something was going to happen between uh, Mako Mori and this guy's character, and then it didn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was awesome. That was really awesome. That was really cool. I'm like, all right. Yeah. You know? Great, nice. yeah. They respect each other as coworkers. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we've been in each other's heads. We probably shouldn't be in a relationship. Yeah. And they gave, they gave her, uh, yeah, they gave her a fucking, what's it called? You know, she she had kind of a love interest thing vibe going for mm -hmm. the dude, and then towards the end, she's like, "No, <laughs> you're more of like I I saw your head." Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, like, I don't. It's like I know you kind of fetishize my people, yeah, so you know so, whatever. You know, friends, <laughs> and then she gave him a big old friend hug. At the yeah, end. yeah. Was like, <laughs> she was all concerned. Like, she's like, "Oh, you may have died." <laughs> yeah. It's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm alive." Yeah. I would have hated to have lost a friend. friend, friend. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> the ultimate friend zoning. Literally, she pushed him into a different dimension. She's like friend zoning across dimensions. <laughs> In the middle of the ocean. It's like there's no you can't walk away from that sort of awkwardness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, oh, all right. So you want to go out later? No, no. <laughs> and she does the whole like. Prime Minister's <laughs> wife, like, 
<laughs> she I, pretends she doesn't speak, speak English, English anymore. <laughs> it's like, Marco, I was just talking to you. She's like, no. No, no. no. <laughs> Baguero. <laughs> um, anyway, um, did you watch Game of Thrones last? Uh, that was the last. I week? sure as hell did. Yeah. It was last week. Okay. It was. It was. You almost had to. It was kind of a cultural, yeah. like. It overloaded phenomenon. the fucking HBO server. It did, but yes, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, man. Arya fucking Stark taking the phrase to school. Oh my god, that was dope. I mean, if you had to open a season, that's the way yeah. you open. As a matter of fact, I. I think I read somewhere that the creator no it was in the um like in the after um uh analyzation of the of the show that they do I don't know if they I mean you you, you watch it on the uh HBO now app right or uh, uh yeah I watched it on HBO yeah. uh now or go or now or, yeah, 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 so yeah they're essentially the same thing just yeah. named differently yeah. but um they're like, stay tuned after the episode for some in-depth blah, blah, blah. And they were talking. They were just like, yeah, when we were shooting that scene, you know, we knew we'd be in the episode. But once we saw it, like, in its the scene in its entirety and the way it played out, we were just like, this has to open the season because yeah. it's that good. So, so dope. Arya. So fucking good. One of my favorite good, characters. Man. Yeah. 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 So fucking cool. Um, I think... Um, Sansa Stark is gonna be a big old thorn in Jon Snow's uh, ass for the remainder of the season because uh, I think she's gonna side with uh, Littlefinger. You think so? Littlefinger. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man, the man with the smallest touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been. He's been weaving that web for a long time. Yeah. You know, it's time that 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 uh, bush start play, uh, bearing some fruit. Let's put it that way. <laughs> what? I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> we'll just put that in RVT, you know, after dark. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that expression. Bush bearing fruit. Sure. <laughs> It was innocent, I yeah. swear. <laughs> uh, the entire episode was just sort of like bringing us back into that world. It's, show- yeah, it's setting up the pieces. It's yeah. setting up the pieces. Totally setting up the pieces. And I thought the, the, the last part of it when um, Khaleesi finally returned uh, to... to Dragon, Dragonstone? I think it's... Yeah. Is that the island? Yeah. Like returning to this place. And they... They did that whole scene without any dialogue. It was just emotion. Yes. And, you know, the shots and the way they did it as they made their way into the castle. Um, Very cool stuff. Very very cool cool stuff. And the final words of the episode were, shall we begin? Oh, yes. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, okay, it's on. Yeah. It's on. Because when she got to this island, in case... You're not a Game of Thrones fan, or you don't remember. It's like she bought an armada with her, like, (laughs) and three dragons. Yeah. Um. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting battle between her and Cersei, Mm. for sure. If Cersei lives that long, yeah. I'm speculating now. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm speculating uh, because uh, I, like many other 
people who speculate about the show think that it's either going to be uh, Arya that kills her or um, Jamie. Oh. Yeah. Who's got a history of, you know, killing kings. Oof. The king's there. Um, so it's going to be an interesting kind of like few episodes. Because this, this is the last season, right? It's going to be divided in half. Um, if you want to look at it that way. But I, I know that this is the... This is the seventh season, and, seventh season yeah. and the eighth season is supposed to be the last. So this season is going to be seven episodes long. Seven episodes long. Um, and then the next one, I think it's going to be only six episodes long or okay. something like that. So, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a motherfucker. What um, do you think about like the hounds prediction? Like he predicted like the whites are going to, he basically predicted where I think the, the whole season is, where, where it's going to end. Mm. Like I, I have I have my own theory about how it's going to end with the White Walkers overrunning the land. Yes, that's pretty mm. much how I feel like it's going to be. Yeah, the White Walkers are going to play a um a really a really big role in just fucking everything up. Um, because they they've been built up since the I mean in the very first season they were just legend. We didn't even see yes. them. It's no, just, we saw them in the first episode. Oh, did we? Yeah, with the with the there was a little girl. Like this guy was like, they were hunting in the forest, mm -hmm. right? And it was snowing, and then this guy turns around, he sees this little girl with blue, with like the blue eyes. Oh, that's right. And then his head flies off, and then I'm like, spoilers for the first episode. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, that that was our first introduction to the White Walkers, and then I was like. So are these zombies? She's my <laughs> wife is like, yeah, there's zombies on this show. It's cool, right? It's cool. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Still got swords and stuff. Mm. Yeah, they don't look like they bathe. <laughs> is there a robot on the show? <laughs> She's like, yes, yeah. the wolf's a robot, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see. Oh, her all right. Yeah. <laughs> robot <Sword>. wolves. <laughs> Any of them do you do taxes? <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, ten forty. <laughs> so anyway, um, do you do you have a theory about how it's going to end? Like just seeing how these are like the the steps towards the final mm. the final Game of Thrones episode. I think that um, I think that the White Walkers will um, get past the wall and um, will, instead of actually destroying everybody, just move into their neighborhoods, hiking up the property prices <laughs> and opening up artisan shops that are like ridiculous and charge a, a ridiculous amount of like m shillings or whatever that that currency they use on the show and drive out all the residents of um the land like further south yeah. um <laughs> and uh i think that's what's gonna happen and then the show will become like super boring yeah because all they'll do is sit around and talk about how like you know 
they did stuff before it was cool, <laughs> but like making awful puns because they come from the snow. <laughs> you know, so, so I think that's what's going to happen. Wow. You stole the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems like a good place to cap the show. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you have yourself a lot. Le- nah. No. All right. <laughs> if we're going to talk about war, uh, there is only one war that we, that we are greatly anticipating. I mean... We're anticipating a lot of wars, unfortunately, in real life as well as yeah, inside. Yeah, we're, we're kind of fearing a yeah. nuclear war. <laughs> yeah, but if we're going to talk about, you know, like the war of wars in our in our particular war, um, world, um, one could say there's an unending war that's on the horizon. Yeah. You might even call it an infinity, infinity war. war. <laughs> <laughs> In case you don't know, everybody, um, this this week, uh, San Diego Comic-Con is happening, and we're not there. No, we're not there. At least not this year. Not this year. Make but it happen, Radio Free Brooklyn. Exactly. We are your ambassadors. <laughs> and as for that other show, we're waiting for you. Yeah. Whoever you are. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so San Diego. No, it was you're you're talking about the 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 footage, right? Yeah, they released that wasn't at San Diego Comic Con. That was at D twenty three, the Disney Con. The that they fuck? Dro- that they dropped at. Oh. Yeah. Oh man, that's so nerdy. Yeah, but that's man. what you tune in for. Um, yeah, they they released that footage at uh, Disney Con. Why do we have jobs? <laughs> We just need to like go to this shit and like, like be independently wealthy. That's our fuck. goal. Um, but yeah, uh, D twenty three. Yeah, D twenty three. They released this footage. Uh, they also revealed who are the four brand new characters to the whole game. Yeah, which, man. Is, which is fucking uh, Thanos. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> did that read? Spiked. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, Thanos' Black Order. That's right. Or his children. Yeah. Yeah. And they are some bad motherfuckers. Yeah. If you've Holy if you've seen them in the comics at all, they they literally have no fucks to give. No. Like nobody is safe. Nobody. Nobody is, is safe. safe. They will do anything to anyone. It's craziness. It's, uh, like I can't wait. So it's basically like. If, uh, from what I heard, oh shit, do you even want to know this? Because you told me that you don't want to know. Go for it. At some point, you see um, the Winter Soldier and uh, Black Panther leading an army uh, in Wakanda. And I'm assuming they're going to take that right from the page of. uh, of, uh, the comic. from the rip from the pages of the comics where. Um, Thanos in, invades Wakanda in order to uh, t- to take uh, what's it what's this what's this lady's name uh, Black Swan 
Oh no, right. he, she, she, he recovers Terax and then mm. he runs into Black Swan and refuses to free her. Wow, super nerdy. Oh um, my god. But he, the way he marches in, he marches into Wakanda like his fucking shit don't stink. So I'm hoping that that's that that scene will exist somewhere in the movie. Oh um, God, I think I'm hard. <laughs> I you haven't even heard the the craziest part because oh. he does eventually fight Iron Man and Doctor Strange, and he uses a, a particular weapon that will blow your mind. <laughs> what weapon? Well. You know, he uses one of the stones on his gauntlet because he's only got in the footage that they showed, and it was only described to me, so uh -huh. I don't know. Yeah, we haven't actually seen this. We haven't footage. actually seen the footage. If any of you have recorded this, please, please leak send it. Send it to us. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> we don't like to beg, but we're begging. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently Thanos Cox's aren't his arm back using one of the, the power of one of the gems and in the distance a moon breaks up and he's <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> he uses the shards of the moon listeners we have tickets to uh new york comic-con which happens in october and i swear to god if there's even an inkling that that footage is available at uh new york comic-con we're gonna have to bust some heads in yeah. order to like we're we will not be denied we will not <laughs> bodyguards will be trampled oh <laughs> just we lots of throats will be kicked in like we're not we're not fucking around here yeah we're not fucking around here also but, say hi yeah uh. <laughs> <laughs> right that's right we'll uh, we'll be handing out uh, postcards and stuff to let people yeah. know who we are so uh if you happen to know who the fuck we are please you yeah. know come up and say hello so yeah. Um, but yeah, that description sounds insane. Fucking dude. dope. Can't wait. The only thing Can't that could make it better if his fucking uh, Walter White showed up. Like, I just, <laughs> I just, you know. <laughs> and he's got like the blue infinity stone. I don't know. What's <laughs> the blue infinity. <laughs> oh, Tread <my>. lightly. <laughs> <laughs> imagine he just fa faces down Thanos oh <laughs> worth oh my fucking my lower half would explode oh jeez I'd be like Bishop in Aliens oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Get> away <laughs> alright oh. we need a alright I think that's a good place to to cap it Cool, cool. All right, ended on a high note. Yeah, thanks for listening in, y'all. Uh, next week we'll have some some cool stuff for you as well as we always do. Yeah. Um, uh, in the meantime, uh, stay safe throughout the week and uh, always fight the good fight. Always fight the good fight. I'm Ernesto Mancibo. I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And this has been Robots, Robots versus Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Have yourself a nice day. Song of the week. <laughs>